Hey y'all, welcome back to How to Be Queer. This week we thought we would try something new and bring you our same shenanigans, but in bite-sized pieces. That's right. This week we have our first two-part episode with special guest Taryn. Um, You're listening to part one right now. Part two will be released on October 26th. Uh, Thanks for sticking by us this whole time. We really appreciate it and we love you. Uh, We hope you have a magical day. Now, on to the podcast. Uh, this is the How to Be Queer podcast. Uh, I'm Chris. This is Sam. And this is Taryn. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Welcome! Taryn's here. Taryn. Yay, so excited! <laughs> Taryn We'd love is to see it. one of the David's Tea converts as well. That's right. Surprise <laughs> to everyone uh, listening, I imagine. Yeah, everybody is going to be shocked, but we have brought on yet another <laughs> David's T alumnus. Um, Are we a cult? Maybe. Yes, that's, yeah, it's yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> what, are, what are your pronouns? What are your identifiers? Uh, so I identify as cisgender. I use pronouns she, her, but um, to be honest, I'm kind of realizing that I might be okay with they, them as well. Ooh, um, love it. Love I'm not it. really picky. Uh, I'm just, I just like being referred to, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> we love that. Um, and my sexuality, I'm pansexual and oh, proud cool. about it. We love to see it. It's super cool. That is cool. Now, I have a question. Can you please yes. de- define pansexual for yourself? Um, to myself, it kind of means, uh, I don't really like this one. It's kind of cheesy, but there's the hearts, not parts. Okay. Uh, it just kind of means to me that I experience attraction regardless of gender or gender identity. I found myself attracted to um, all sorts of people on the spectrum. And there are just so many beautiful people on this planet that I was like, what, what is something that encompasses all of that into one nice neat little package and to me that was pansexuality i just love, love that. that i love thank that yeah that's beautiful thank you oh, there's just beautiful. too many be- like beautiful people to me to like narrow it down to one or two so i was like why not all yeah amen it's all for you i love that i love to see it have you um like okay i remember actually it's very funny because i feel like i don't think it was like the third time that i had met you you were like i'm pansexual <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know that you're like very everybody needs to know yeah everyone needs to know this about me but like I don't think you're like very hidden about it or anything like that but like how have you found like are you a very out person do you like I mean you do tell people but like is it people that you trust how long does it take you to trust people like um I would say it's something I'm okay sharing with uh anybody and everybody I mean I've got nothing to hide I've got no shame about my game so like honestly anyone that will listen I'm like hey guess what I'm pansexual just so you know <laughs> even if it's not relevant to the conversation I just feel like you need to know that's fair honestly I feel like it's pretty much it's pretty much <laughs> it my goes, life at this point <laughs> because she her Taryn pansexual pansexual <laughs> I'll put like the hearts in the shape of the flag or in the colors of the flag and I'll be like hey just so you know just here's what those colors mean just in case just you were wondering. You wanted to know. My Did next cross-stitching project will be the pansexual flag. Oh my god, that. do it! I should. Maybe I'll do like a flag series and I'll just start doling them out to all my friends. I'm like, oh, what's your flag? Here you go. A little, oh my god, that's a little so cute. cross-stitching moment just for you. That's so can, cute. Can mine be themed, please? Yes, of course. So instead of just the flag, can you make it like an item that you know I'll enjoy? You want freaking bats? I want a freaking bats. bats. It's Halloween. Dude, I freaking love bats. 
the other day I was like sitting on the floor I was like I smell like beef I smell like beef I smell like beef exactly and I just think like it takes a special person to like no- nothing makes my heart warmer than when Taryn would come over and just watch Vine comp with me <laughs> while uh, Scott and Chris just, I don't know what they did. Sat they there wondering off. what the fuck was going on. Yeah. They're like, who are these girls? And I was like, this <laughs> is my house, them. bitch. This is my house. <laughs> this is my house. We gonna watch what <laughs> I want <laughs> and I say Vine <laughs> compilations. Oh, they hit so good. They really do. And like, it, there's just something about sitting there watching a compilation and just quoting every single one. I don't know if it's the satisfaction of like knowing that I know something. Yeah. And be like, yes, I remember this. Here's my useful I can't talent. Sit anywhere. I have hemorrhoids. hemorrhoids. So I have a follow up question. Yes. Did Vine turn you gay? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Most likely. Okay. Could have also been Underworld with Kate Beckinsale, but. Oh. Okay. hundred fucking percent oh, oh, she is just amazing I, I really think that's what did it as a kid because i was like wow her in the fuck i really like this person oh i thought everybody liked girls man i was like this is this yeah. is just what everybody does like it i was, felt the same way as girls it was that and watching coyote ugly oh, oh my god okay yep you did it yeah for me too yeah. <laughs> rock and, roll. and i'm sitting there and i'm like Put another dime in that jukebox, oh, baby. Let's go. I'm gonna put more than dimes in there. Let's fucking <laughs> yeah, go. I was like, I was like, five dive, five dive at the Coyote Ugly Ten dive stage. Let's Spend go. Spend all my money on the jukebox, baby. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's do that. Whatever you say, Mama. So if I if I didn't make you gay, that's okay. Um, it was Underworld, fantastic. Maybe. How um young did you realize that you were pansexual or when did you come to the ter- uh, like to terms with the fact that you were pansexual um to be honest the revelation I guess we'll call it is uh, a little bit more recent I would say probably like my later college years so let's say like 2015 2016 ish um because like I mentioned earlier I knew when I was very very young that like I was attracted to women but I didn't really know what that meant I, I I genuinely thought that was just something that everyone did I thought everyone thought about girls the same way they thought about boys and then um once I kind of got into high school I realized like oh not everybody feels this way but that's okay so I kind of started to slowly delve into the bisexual bisexual label yeah um and then I kind of got to college and I started um I don't know. I grew up in a really small farm town. So my horizons really started expanding and I met a lot more people who maybe fell outside of the gender binary and that I hadn't necessarily been introduced to growing up. And I was like, wow, I'm also really attracted to these kinds of people. But what does that mean? Because to me at the time, and I know that bisexual is a little more complicated than what I'm about to say, but to me at the time, bisexuality bi meant too. And I was like, I'm definitely attracted to more than just cisgendered men and cisgendered women so I'm like what what does that mean for me what does that mean for my sexuality and I googled like a madman and I came across the term pansexual and I was like what does pan mean and then I googled a little bit more and it was like pan means all so I was like okay well I think that that kind of fits my puzzle piece here because it encompasses all and I've been attracted to all really so yeah it's been a journey. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thanks. Thanks. 
Yeah. Not quite as beautiful as you. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. Girls, stop. We don't live that far away from each other. (laughs) I'll take a boat. I'll get on that ferry. How does um, queerness show up in your everyday life? Oh, this is a good one. I need to think about this a little bit. Because to be honest, my life is quite boring right now. And it's unfortunately not nearly as queer as I would like. Because I have to spend my day with tradesmen all day. So it's tragically straight. Okay. Um, But I would (laughs) say... Like it definitely stays consistent with my own life because I'm just constantly looking at beautiful people online. Um, I would say like it stays steady within my life because I would say I have a huge group of like queer friends that I get to be blessed with and get to reach out with and and keep my life a little less straight. Um, so I would say that's like my main source of queerness these days are my beautiful, beautiful friends. Oh my God, I love that. Um, my question was, are you having a difficult time making friends in Vancouver? I would say so, yes. Um, I've made a small handful of friends just because I'm currently also in an open relationship. Um, So I do have a partner kind of on the side and uh, he's been ever so kind as to introduce me to his wonderful group of friends and they're all quite lovely. Um, So I do get to hang out with them, but aside from that small group that I've been introduced to, I would say most of my friends out here are just people that have move from Ontario to BC like I've got McKinley out here I've got Sam out here McKinley's girlfriend um and that's about it to be honest but you haven't even fucking seen me yet no I'm just kidding I know I know (laughs) I'll be honest you come I'll be honest um I've had um especially being in Nanaimo since it's Mm -hmm. so fucking small town I've had a, a fucking hell of a time trying to make friends so Colton's been bringing me around to his Mm-hmm. And so is Maggie because they're childhood they're teenage friends from high school. Yeah. Um, and then I've like managed to turn like one hinge match from fucking forever ago that like went absolutely fucking nowhere into oh, a friendship. No. Um, so that's great. Um, but um, even then, like they fucking live on the mainland. So Yeah, so it's not really an easy, like, hey, just come over. Yeah. And even then, like it's I don't live on my own anymore, so <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty much never here. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But it must uh, be hard moving back in with people after living on your own. It is. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, let me tell you about it. Um, you mentioned you're in an open relationship. Would you like to kind of talk about yes, your Yes, let's with talk that? about that. Um, so it kind of started almost as a way to kind of help my relationship out. Um, so it's kind of a weird one. I would consider myself an openly sexual person. Like I have no problem talking about sex and discussing it, but at the same time, um, my sex drive is not actually that very high. And, um, my, my current partner, while he has been absolutely amazing and doesn't want to pressure me into anything, I could tell that he, he needs a little more physical touch than I do. Um, so we made the decision together to initially open it up just on his end so that he could kind of satisfy that need a little more because uh, we recognized that it, I just wasn't quite able to uh, push myself to meet something like that. And he didn't want me to be doing things that I wasn't enthusiastically consenting to. And obviously I don't want to force myself to do things either. Uh, so we tried that out and then it was working very, very well. And uh, I slowly kind of came interested in pursuing it myself, to which my partner was all for. And uh, we've been in an open relationship now, I think, just over two years now. 
Um, and it's been fantastic. Our communication has just gone through the roof because we agreed from the get-go that it was completely open communication about anything and everything. So um, there's kind of a bit of a don't ask, don't tell aspect to it. But at the same time, if someone asks, we always tell. So it's been really, really nice to kind of step up that communication level. And we've become so much closer because we've just broken down so many walls and so many barriers between the two of us. Um, so I would say, while it's not for everyone, um, it definitely has strengthened our relationship. I have another really close friend of mine who also has an open relationship too. I mm-hmm. think it works, but I what I've noticed is that it works so differently between each partnership. Um, everyone kind of, yeah, everyone kind of has their own kind of guidelines, rules that they stay in and things like that but like all of them like like you just said like communication just opens up so fully mm-hmm. it's so interesting going into this relationship do you think that you would have were you open to this kind of like arrangement or were you kind of not were you hesitant because it i'm not saying that it sounds like it was um you know I don't know what it sounds like. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but like it, it almost seems like it was more to, you know, meet his needs rather than to meet yours. But it was also, I mean, in the end, it was also meeting your needs because yeah. you needed, you know, whatever you needed at this time, you know. But like, how did you feel going into the relationship? Um, To be quite honest with you, like I would say that I personally have the capacity to to be in a poly relationship. Um, I know my current partner is not comfortable with that kind of arrangement, which is why we don't have it. Um, but I've known for quite some time that I, I have the ability to, to love multiple people at once. Um, so if, you know, my partnership is in line with that, then that's great. Um, obviously, my current partnership is not. So we have very specific arrangements as far as the open relationship goes. Um, and I know that I'm capable of separating myself from the physical aspect versus the, um, I guess, the intimate aspect. So it's, it's very easy for me to operate within the constraints of our open relationship. But I would say it's it's definitely something that I've considered in past relationships. This is just the first one where um, we've had a close enough bond for it to be realistic, I guess. Um, my past relationships, while it definitely crossed my mind, I just don't think that they were the right kind of relationship to be doing this kind of thing. I don't know if it was just a lack of trust or a lack of communication in my past relationships, but um, like it's definitely something I would have done. Okay. I think I always got that vibe off of you. I think you had even said that when we had first met. Like, yeah, I think so. Because we, <laughs> because of, yeah, because of some conversations that we had in some situations, like we had kind of like, I don't know, we always had really deep conversations like that. Always. And I think that was, yeah, I think that was something that like you had even talked about back then. And that was not something you had done because you were still at David's Tea at that time. Yep. And then it was uh, after you left David's Tea, you would come in and you would, told me that you and spilled the tea yeah you spilled the tea and I was like I haven't seen you forever and you're like girl let me tell you I got so much to tell you yes Uh, yes it was very liberating um like finally kind of breaking that ice with my partner and um realizing that we were both actually on the same page because it can I think be a very intimidating thing for some people to initiate that conversation because unfortunately um a lot of people could take it the wrong way I know a lot of people still kind of view it as cheating. They're like, oh, so you're basically consenting to cheating within your relationship. And I said, no, no, not at all, because there are constraints within our relationship that obviously if one of us were to operate outside of, that would definitely be considered cheating. Um, But we do have a very strict set of rules in which we operate. And 
everybody consents to it. Everybody is happy within those constraints, including um, like our outside partners. Uh, they're fully aware of the situation and what's okay and what's not. And our current partners, well, my current partner, Austin, doesn't have one right now. Uh, but my current partner knows anything and everything. Um, he knows that at any point, if one of us decides that we are no longer interested in having things open, it is an immediate stop if someone's uncomfortable at any point. Um, so I think I'm, I'm really quite blessed right now to have both my main love partner and my main physical partner uh, be very much in line with everything. I think I got really lucky with these guys. Oh, that's so cute. In your Ooh. open relationship, what are things you can and can't do? What are the constraints? What's off limits? What is your definition of an open relationship? Um, I would say ours is pretty straightforward just because like I mentioned in the past, we're not at all interested in a polyamorous relationship or any sort of romantic aspect to it. Um, we pretty much view it purely as an opportunity to experience other people without really the commitment because uh, we're both still pretty young and, you know, we've been in a committed relationship with each other for quite some time, but we realize that uh, there is a separation for some people between sex and, and romance and love. And at least for us, we, we definitely experience that. Um, so things that are kind of off the table for us are really like your traditional romantic things. So we don't do dates with our partners. Um, we don't really do like holiday celebrations or gifts or really anything that you would do with a romantic partner. Um, it truly is more just like having a friend that we also just happen to sleep with. Um, I know that my partner prefers to not have like one ongoing person. It's more of a one night stand for my partner. Whereas I prefer to have like one committed longer term partner. I just feel a little more comfortable uh, sexually with someone that I know a little more and I can actually develop something with them that obviously isn't romantic, but it's, it's just nice for me to be able to get to know my partner in a more sexual and personal aspect without the romance. Um, so that's, that's just kind of how we play about things is anything that you consider romantic just doesn't happen. And it's more so just having friends that we happen to sleep with sometimes. So my question again, then is if not again, but um, <laughs> you're saying that you can't go on dates. So then how <laughs> do you meet these prospective partners then? Because if you're saying you need to have like some sort of foundation of like, just like friendship or whatever, how do you <laughs> go about doing that then without it being like in a date setting? Uh, so the first person that I actually saw in our open relationship, I had had previous interactions with. Uh, so it was actually really easy for the two of us to just kind of step back into the swing of things. Uh, we didn't really go on a date per se, but we did meet up for coffee just because it had been a few years since we had last seen each other. And we just kind of wanted to uh, test the waters out. But uh, aside from that, we did a quick coffee date just to catch up. And from there on, it was just kind of normal friend hangouts with mm -hmm. a little bit of spice. Um, <laughs> the person that I'm currently seeing um, I actually found him on Tinder and we talked for quite some time. I would say we actually just talked over the phone and like texting and stuff for maybe a month or two. And then we decided we were going to hang out. And I kind of already knew at that point, we both knew that we were interested in sleeping with each other at that point. Um, so we met up in a public spot because we hadn't met each other before that. Uh, we just kind of walked around like downtown Vancouver. I think we stopped in for like a quick drink somewhere, but then 
we just kind of headed back to his place and watched anime and hung out and played video games and a little bit of spy. Yeah, and I, I guess would say like a, a quick coffee date or something casual is completely fine. But yeah, like once key. once things have been initiated, there's there's just not really any reason for us to be doing those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, whereas like the other partnership, I know that they like are dating. Mm-hmm. Other people like that's definitely what my parents do. My parents actually have so my parents are married, and then my mother has a girlfriend and a boyfriend who are also dating each other, and then my stepdad has a girlfriend. So like it's 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 a very normal thing for me. Yeah, my um my parents were poly. Nice. <laughs> At a nice. point, I think that's why I never knew that it was weird to like a woman. Because yeah. my parents had a girlfriend together. I um, love that. Yeah, it was an interesting time. I didn't really think anything of it. I look back now and I'm like, oh, that wasn't necessarily the That's norm. not standard. Yeah. Um, so it's always like kind of like wondered. I don't think mm-hmm. I have the capability to be poly by any means. But, you know, never say never. Things happen. Yeah, sometimes People it just change. takes a unique relationship. Exactly. The way you phrased that, I actually really liked how you said that, where you're like, you know, in past partnerships, there may have just not been enough communication or trust or just wasn't the right relationship to be in. Whereas now I am in one that that can can work in a, in a healthy and organic way. And I think that's actually yeah, exactly. a really important thing to say, because you know what, it will work with some people where it just won't with others. And that's OK. Exactly. 